Hey guys, Roy here, and you are listening to the Balanced Mail Podcast Series. Now this is episode 8, and the loose title that that I've come up with, with the help of my good friend Josh, is uh, The Church Talk. And so basically what this episode is going to be is, is if you remember from the last dad talk, we had Josh Webster, and a lot of stuff that we talked about centered on the churches that we grew up with and we were thinking that it would be a really cool idea to kind of interview each other about the churches we attended growing up and our experiences in that and so that's what this is going to be and it's going to be our church talk and just a disclaimer it's not going to be a a, a bash session where we bash faith religion church but what, for me, I know that one of the biggest things that caused me imbalance in life was the church that I went to, and there were many reasons why. And I, I felt that finding a way to share my story would benefit me, connect me with other people, and could benefit Josh as well. So listen and enjoy. All right, so welcome back, Josh, to the Balance Mill Podcast Series. It's wonderful to have you here. I am absolutely thrilled. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> I'm very, very excited about today for our for interviewing each other. It's going to be fun to be interviewed <laughs> and to interview you, especially with what we're going to be talking about. So how would you feel walking into this? Um, I mean, I, I I feel good about it. I, this is this is a conversation I can have. I, I don't have you know any reservations about it. I think it maybe uh, a conversation that a lot of people um, are having anyway mm-hmm. with each other. So it'll it'll be cool. Plus, we don't really know each other's story. So yeah, that's true. That's um maybe that's the most exciting part about it is yeah getting to. To hear your story, so <laughs> yeah, I think this is the. Fr- I've been super nervous about it only because of how personal it is, and that not many people know about this up here in Virginia Beach. So uh, it's gonna be, you know, I'm putting it all out there. But I've been doing that for months now. So why stop? There? Yeah, no need, no need to stop. <laughs> we'll keep it rolling. So, so let's just jump into this. So. Cool. And for those of you listening, it's basically just going to be, we're flip-flopping questions, and you're going to hear both of our stories, and uh, hopefully it'll be interesting, cathartic for both of us, and a way for us to connect with each other, and for those of you out there. So, jumping right in. So, Josh, what type of church did you attend growing up? Um... I actually kind of attended uh, multiple churches. Uh, I wouldn't say my parents were church hoppers, mm-hmm. but we kind of started. Um, I think my parents like came into like a life of Christianity, Christianity in their after high school. Um, it definitely towards adulthood 17 18 19 years old um and i know that we went to a 
not a small Baptist church in Norfolk. It was actually kind of a, a large church. Um, I believe they were Southern Baptists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have very many like memories as a child um, at that church. My biggest, like most um, not fond memories, um, definitely vivid memories were from the second church mm-hmm. that we went to. And which was a huge jump um, from the Southern Baptist Church that we started in, and it was um, the health, wealth, and prosperity, um, miracle-working, uh, speaking in tongues, uh, evangelical, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of dancing. lot of a lot of um world missions was mm-hmm. kind of their biggest goal was was getting around the world and um, i do remember africa uh being one of the uh main main continents that that they were headed to mm-hmm. um it was one of those churches that that was needed money and was building big buildings and mm-hmm. um making um it a kind of a a focal point of the the service was most definitely tithes and offerings mm-hmm. um shortly after that church um dissolved mm-hmm because of I mean I, I guess you would say um, financial mm-hmm. issues where did the money go type thing um, where does it always go? where does it always go yeah um, so that church dissolved um, and there's I mentioned this last time we got together there's a Home Depot uh, there now so. Yeah, somebody's making a lot of money on that property. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that happened, and afterwards, um, we kind of um, floated a little bit. A lot of I, I recall like not going to church as much. My parents were always faithful to um, like devotions and praying and and still i mean essentially we would have been having church at home Mm -hmm. um i I think that would be the best way to describe it um and we started actually i do remember we started going back to um the church in norfolk the baptist church in norfolk for a bit they'd gotten a little more charismatic and um if if i recall um they, they were using some instruments and stuff at church and um i just really remember being um the biggest thing did you ever watch hell's bells hold on i think it was called hell's bells it was it was a a a a christian uh outreach to squash rock music Oh, and I'm almost positive it was called Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells. Hell's no. Bells. I'm almost positive. How that dare was they? like I feel like we watched oh. that a lot while we were <laughs> going back to the Baptist church. Um, 
But shortly <laughs> after that, like we, my my parents enrolled us in a enrolled us into a private Christian school in Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a church school, mm-hmm. um, and they were a free will Baptist church. Um, which so my introduction to this church was specifically um, through going to school there and it it was kind of a shocker um but i was kind of a dumb kid and i didn't really care and like they were like pretty sure that i'd make the basketball team so that was cool with me i was like all right cool i was going into eighth grade and i was like if if i can make the basketball team that Mm -hmm. cool because i would have gone to norview and lord knows i'd i probably wouldn't have made the basketball team no there maybe (laughs) <laughs> right um but you know with the opportunity to actually like play some organized school sports and having like just really gotten into sports and you know sixth seven eighth eighth grade was kind of when i took interest in sports i never really mm-hmm. i don't know it just wasn't a part of my life um so we we went to school, um, and my siblings and after, you know, going into eighth grade, probably heading into the summer after eighth grade, maybe a little bit before my parents committed like to going to church there. So that was just, I mean, I was hanging at that. I probably pretty immediately hanging out in the youth group anyways. Mm -hmm. So my parents were like, Hey, this, this place. And, and now mind you, this place had, a lot of structure yeah it was it was a very uh <laughs> conservative like when i say conservative i mean absolutely conservative environment and and i think that stability and um that bubble unfortunately mm-hmm. that they built around themselves was a safe space for our family um and I mean, you know, it's in all actuality, my parents were, were very much just looking for stability and looking for um, a church and a group of people that, um, regardless of how vastly different mm-hmm. it was from what, and when I say vastly different, I mean vastly different. When you go to a church that that was previously praying in tongues and, mm-hmm. and um charismatic worship and stuff like that um to switching to a church that is um very um almost boring to be honest like if you compare the two it's somewhat boring you're you're an organ and a piano and hymns which subsequently as i've gotten older i would actually prefer like that type of praise and worship now yeah. because I look back at the other. And I mean, it's, you know, my experience with, with churches continued even into, mm-hmm. you know, high school going to other churches because of making friends with other people around town yeah. that went to different types of churches. So it was, you know, churches in Virginia Beach and, you know, churches in Norfolk. I was a church kid. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, going to church shows you know, for some of the more liberal churches that we went to that were like concerts, concerts. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing bands like we've talked about in the past, you know, all those Christian rock bands that wasn't happening at my church (laughs) at all. But, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So it was, um, 
I've experienced some church. Yeah. What about you? What 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 uh what churches did you go to? Or church? Well, my church. Um, before I get into that, I just have a quick question. Yeah. What's the difference between Southern Baptist and Free Will Baptist? Um, I honestly, I honestly can't. This is the main the main thing that I did learn that like one of the the the, the backbone of the term free will Baptist mm-hmm. is was um we have a free will mm-hmm. we have a free will to do the things that we choose to do we have a free will to receive salvation mm-hmm. but we also have a free will free will to I guess let that membership lapse. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I, I do believe, and, and I could be wrong, because um, when I was young at a Southern Baptist church, there was no doctrine that I was paying attention to. Yeah. I was just mm-hmm. a kid. Um, but from what I remember, um, the Southern Baptists uh, believed um, once saved, always saved, yeah, okay. that that type of thing. So I think that's where the free will Baptist probably broke off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would assume. Um, since Southern Baptist is huge, I'm imagining they're probably, they were probably the first ones. And that's where you like, just say the prayer. Is that Southern Baptist where you the, say the prayer? The prayer of salvation? Yeah. Or, um, well, and... I mean, don't we like, don't we all have to do that? Oh, okay. Then I guess I'll get into what mine well, was. Okay. Yeah. Man, this yeah. is, this okay. is good already. Okay. Boy, this is great already. So I get what you're saying by free will. So the Southern Baptist wants to have always saved, but free will, you you can lose that salvation. Sure, yeah. yes. Okay. So my church um, was a non-denominational church, but we had a, it was, had a name. Every church in this had a Church of Christ-like end of the name. It was because it was basically a movement. It wasn't just one church. Right. So the church I went to was a part of a larger movement that started in florida in some colleges and then slowly moved to the south and up into georgia is it so my parents met they started going to that church in college in florida and then they moved i believe to follow what they weren't asked to plan a church but they went to Atlanta. Well, they went to Albany and then Atlanta through the church movement. To probably to join yeah. whoever mm-hmm. was planting that church. Pro- yeah. yeah. Um, and it was the type of church that, um, so you say, you know, the once they've always saved the mm-hmm. salvation prayer. For our church to be saved, you would get baptized. Okay. Well, and, that, yeah, ba- baptism is, that, that would have been considered, and again, I'm, I'm going to pull a lot of, of what my comparison will be between the Free Will Baptist Church and between the charismatic non-denominational church that I went to, baptism was always a thing. Oh, okay. And baptism was always important, but baptism was never, um, that wasn't your salvation. Um, wow. Yeah. It was never, that was not your salvation. Now you were highly, highly pressured Mm -hmm. to be baptized ASAP Mm -hmm. um, after you uh, prayed Mm -hmm. the the sinner's prayer. You you were 
highly. I mean, that was that was kind of I I think to me that was kind of the the committal process, okay. uh, like the the process of being committed to to the specific church you're going to. Mm-hmm. And I remember it from both. It it was it, it was very much. Um, there's no in between, mm-hmm. you know, to to sit on the back pew and not do anything, um, was not accepted, um, for lack of better terms. I, I it not not that you were getting a hard time about it, but mm-hmm. you know, it was you were expected to come in after baptism was like membership, like, okay, be a member, you know, be a member, get involved, dig in, but. Um, I, I think there were always like these these stories um, of folks who had not been baptized, okay. who had been in the church for years, and they've been here for for years, but they've never been baptized. Mm-hmm. And I think there were a couple victory stories of people, people. who had finally been baptized after 20, 25 years of <laughs> being saved and That's... going to the church. <laughs> so. So at my church, I mean, baptism was integral and it was central to everything. You know, it had to do with Jesus being baptized um, by John the Baptist. It had mm-hmm. to do with it was the, you know, the participating in the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. And so it was very I mean, that was that's what you did to be saved. It was to the point like you had to. So you had to go in the water and it was to the point where there was always somebody watching the baptism, because if like, let's say a part of your foot didn't get fully immersed, then wow. you would have to do the baptism over. So what about the kids? Like cause they, kids didn't they were okay. always, I remember them always goofing off and what do you, so maybe, like maybe not being fully submerged. Was it just, okay. Um, so basically kids really didn't get baptized. So it was the type of church where, so let me backtrack back to like the movement and I'll get into the baptism no. part. So with the movement part, it was our church was in every state in America and just about every country in the world. I remember we had a we had our own news network that was based That's out wild. of it was based out of LA where one of the churches was and I remember what we would watch it. I used to love when the news network would come on because church would be a little shorter and then we get to watch this like newscast. It was so cheesy. It was just like watching the news, but it was all about church and it's our hilarious. church. Yeah. So it would be like, um, how often did you get to see this? So every so, our church was divided into regions. Mm-hmm. So like you had Georgia, right. and I remember there was a Savannah church that we rarely met with, but it was Atlanta, and Atlanta's a huge church. So then Atlanta was divided into different geographical sectors. So, like, I lived in Cobb County, for instance. Mm-hmm. So I met with people in Cobb County. <coughs> and so once a month, we would meet as a congregation where everybody in Atlanta and even Athens, Georgia, would come together. And it was, like, once a month. And then that's when we usually watched the Kingdom News. Kingdom and, News. Yeah. Like um, but I remember when we got into Red China. And that we there's the big talk of the church had to be in secret. Yes. And so that was the type of and it was a movement and it was it was crazy um, to think about. Like there were some famous people like uh, the guy from the Cosby Show. <laughs> um, 
I always forget his name. He was the one that was just in the news because they saw him working at a Trader Joe's. He uh, he played. So not not the other guy that was in the news. Not Bill. Yeah, not, not that not, guy. Yeah, not, not guy. no, okay. not that guy. It was the guy who played. He was the husband of the older sister that wasn't. It wasn't the Navy guy, and I always forget what his name was. He had the just the slight fro. Just the slight, the fro. slight fro. Yeah, I, I think um, I know who you're talking about. And oh, he kind of kind of looked like a a um, a a prettier OJ Simpson. That yeah, I, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah prettier OJ Simpson. But okay. he was there because I remember he did a we did like a we had like a Southeast conference mm-hmm. and there was a, a big party or a, some kind of event and he was there. Now was he uh, from Atlanta? No, he from no, he was in region? the New York okay. church. Okay. We also had um, <clears throat> that girl that was in the brady bunch movie and meet the fockers remember meet the fockers the um housekeeper she said oh you know you know and she was the uh she was the cook and the housekeeper oh my gosh but she was brady bunch she was in the, the brady the bunch movie, movie brady bunch movie uh-huh. what did she do in that the brady bunch movie she was the um she was kind of obsessed with can i um, google this, this you can google it me yeah crazy. so she was the one and i'll go back to some other people so it's her um but this was way before she was really famous. Um, also, Ethan Embry. Wow. See, Ethan, Embry. Yeah. Ethan Embry was, was in. He was a part of it for a little bit, I believe. Because um, I remember people were like, oh, yeah, and he tried to get Liv Tyler to come. Um, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I remember is uh, Speech from Arrested Development. Do you remember that band? Take me to another yeah, yeah. land. Yeah, that guy. So that guy was a part That's of our wild, church. Man. He was uh, – he ba- he was those are like those are pretty those are pretty rad yeah like I don't know why Ethan Embry is such a big deal to me but um and I do remember she's all she's all that yeah, she's all I that. mean come I mean, on I actually probably saw that movie I think I saw that movie like three or four it's, no times. it's not she's all that it's um can't hardly wait it's the same difference really. <laughs> all those movies from yeah. that era it's he was also the in the movie difference. with the wonders he was the yeah. bass player. Ethan Embry's a the great Wonder, actor. The Wonders was a good movie. Yeah. That was um, but that that girl from uh, from those movies, Meet I the Fockers, it's fine. But um, so that's kind of the reach. Like that's how big it was. That's pretty well. And um, you know, you would and we would have these conferences where it'd be everyone from the southeast, like once every year, and you were you know you had to go to it. But it was the type of thing that. So to come to bring it back to like salvation, like you were baptized, mm-hmm. but. You didn't just like say, I believe I want to be baptized. There were studies that you had to do. Right. And there were these, and it was like, a, to guess to make sure that you really knew what you were doing. But there would be like a, a study on the Bible. There'd be a study on. So this sounds like faith by works to me. Yeah, but it, it, it was not sold by works. It wasn't like sold it wasn't to us. Sold as, yeah. yeah. But. So, like, you did the studies, and there would be, like, studies like, you know, the Word and what is God's Word and the Bible. Um, There would be a sin and repentance study where you would have to (laughs) confess your sins. You'd have to, like, write a journal down. I know. You told us all about. Oh, yeah. But anyway. (laughs) But then after that, though, no, after that, the goal of that study would be you would repent. And if you needed to do anything, you would do it. Like, for example, I stole from the Publix I worked at. 
a bunch of times, like just random crap. Right. And I had to confess to the manager that I had stolen these things. And I couldn't be baptized until I did it. And then at the end, (laughs) the wildest one was, it was called the, you would count the cost, which, and it was just this like understanding, you know, what you're about to do, which there's a part of it that I got to, but then back in the heyday, you would actually sign a document. Mm. And I remember signing a document that had, um, like, what would I tithe monthly? Wow. Onto it. See, I was, I was signing a contract, uh, a contract, a document that was just saying I wouldn't listen to rock music or I wouldn't uh, <laughs> go to the movies. Um, and I... Uh, I don't know if the, the the document had anything about me not uh, wearing shorts, but um, yeah, we were we were in a shorts that. free zone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for for boys, men and boys yeah. uh, at that church, and females were signing contracts to the same thing, not listening to rock music or Christian rock, mm-hmm. um, as well. I broke contracts, man. I've broken contracts. Oh, yeah. Um, the girls did not, you know, wear wear pants at all. Um, and there was, uh, have you ever seen culottes? Do you know what culottes are? No. Just Google culottes. Okay. It's 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 a uh, it's a type of short shorts, uh-huh. or, but skirt mixture. Okay, I know what thing. you're talking about. Teachers teachers wear those a lot. Teachers do. Yeah. Okay. Because, because right. it, you know, are they for old Baptist teachers? No, it's no. just, it's just the idea of if you wear a dress to work, you want to make sure that nothing can be shown. Sure. So. Sure. Um, but yeah, so we, we did that, but it was the type of church that was kind of it was almost run like a business. Yeah. Um, but like, so it, it grew, business. it grew and it grew Impressive. and it grew and it grew, um, until about two thousand three, when one of the members, I think in England, wrote. He wrote a letter mm-hmm. and basically calling out a lot of things that they thought that were wrong with the church. And it went a certain kind of was going astray. Right. And so then it initially what it was, the church, as I knew it, pretty much dissolved into instead of one big entity. It was now it kind of just churches kind of broke off and there were loose ties um, but it just kind of became. Well, it's crazy to me that it, it broke off so. Like it's such it was such a large organization. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that they couldn't have kept it together. Like I can see yeah. like some people leaving, but being that it was such a large group mm-hmm. of people around the world, it's kind of crazy to me that they weren't able to keep it together. Yeah, and I'll get into more of kind of why but it was a lot of control mm-hmm. that once the control was gone i mean i remember you know for example like you know one church had five thousand members and then we'd had this letter come out and it would be like 1500 after and it'd be the kind of thing where you would see all these but ma- 1500 is still yeah. like such a large group of people even like yeah. i've never been to a church that was that big yeah you know i've never sat in a congregation that was that big I've been pushing a thousand, <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I've I've been to church in I was at church in the um, 
what used to be it was used to be called the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, the Omni. Um, we would rent out a convention hall. Now, when we had like the conferences that were like Southeast Conference, right. there would be like maybe ten thousand people there. Yeah, um, which I know that's not unfounded. It's not. It's not like it, it's not unusual. Mm-hmm. Like I, obviously, it's we. There's mega churches all over the place. It's just to have a experience, like actually experience the, mm-hmm. a mega church that's like a mega church wherever it hosts stuff at. That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was crazy because like when we would go on family vacations, like my parents and I, wherever we went, yeah, church, we had a church awesome. to go to, and it was and yeah. it was the kind of thing where like my parents trusted the doctrine, you know, and because right. it was like we are the indianapolis version of this right. or we're the dayton ohio one or we're the you know insert city here at church of christ and it now, was... did you guys go on vacation uh specifically to the places where you knew you could plug in on sunday morning yes yes uh, we would center any kind of vacation if it was going to be on a weekend we would make sure that we had a stop off for church there was we were never going to miss church right um and it was you know it was huge and it was run you know it was this one guy who you know was he was the head of this and it was his move i mean it wasn't his movement but it basically was his movement right and he was the head honcho the the guy that was in charge of the whole thing and um did he have a nice car i don't remember seeing his car but i do remember um he came to our church to speak and I remember being like, that was my first introduction to someone who was like, this guy's popular and this right. guy is big. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, it was the type of church where, like, you know, you uh, you had the youth groups and you had the you had the Sunday worship. And then if you were a teen, then you a couple hours later, you would go to the, the teen service. A couple hours? Yeah. So a Sunday, a Sunday would you would start at like. 10 o'clock in the morning and then not get home till five so it was it was an all-day event yeah it was it could be if you were now if you bought like for i didn't start doing that stuff until i decided to be baptized right but uh because in there because you couldn't you couldn't go to those cool teen services if you weren't going to be baptized there was always a break in between for me for our family for the churches we went to there was always I mean, it was Sunday morning, Sunday school, mm-hmm. church service. Um, and then you had to go to evening one, right? Yes, always evening service. Yeah, we never Sunday. had that. Well, you were there all day. So. <laughs> but um, I did I did forget. Made up for it. Yeah, we never had a building. So we met in hotels and conference centers all over Atlanta. It's pretty brilliant. That's That's actually pretty brilliant. So I've been I've been in every hotel in Atlanta. I've I remember as a kid wandering through halls and finding secret corridors and stuff. We went, I mean I've been to the Ritz Carlton. We had church there one time. How did they coordinate like without the internet? How did they coordinate every Sunday service? Like like did you just post up at one hotel for say the summer season? Um Do you, you know what I'm saying? Or I think was it was different f- every weekend. Um Sometimes it was different. Sometimes um, we would be at the same place for a while. Um, but if, like, you know, we had the Georgia World Congress Center, and so mm-hmm. that place has things all the time. And so 
you couldn't meet there every weekend because there was some. How many people were meeting in Atlanta? Like when you went to a church service, uh, how many people would have been there? So if it was just the people in like our community church, it would be like. 500 maybe a thousand but then when everyone got together it would get upwards of 5,000 people um and then you'd have the conferences it'd be like 10,000 so and that would be all of like uh, called atlanta the center point that would be all cobb county yep Mm -hmm. everyone around Mm -hmm. coming because you got to watch the what's the video called again you have to watch the the knn video okay and it, it's hard not to drop names, but that's not the purpose of this or like saying yeah. things. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, you, you had that. And um, so you had the Sunday and then on Wednesday you would have your, you know, Wednesday night service. Yeah. And if you were, you know, serious about coming to church and want to be baptized, then I got to go to someone's house instead of church and do a teen devotional and just be there. But if on I did Wednesdays? on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays. And then cell you, groups. Yeah, and then you had Friday night. There was usually something, um, and then you were always doing things. Yeah. So, church was kind of my life, but it was a really big church. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, church was church was definitely my my life, especially um, like eighth grade mm-hmm. and into high school, and even you know a little after high school, it was church was always my life uh, mm-hmm. i i was expected to be at church you know like you were saying mm-hmm. sunday morning sunday night wednesday night um saturday youth group functions uh we even did on wednesdays before church we would do visitations where we would um after we got out of school um We'd hang out at school for a while and then get on a bus and drive to different neighborhoods and essentially inviting people out to church. And then we would hit the mall mm-hmm. afterward, hit the mall food court, and then go to church on Wednesday night. And that would be it. Oh, man. I used to hate trying to invite people to church. I know. It was, oh. it was a lot of pressure, but... It's like it's like the got to hang out at the mall afterwards. I never got to do that kind of stuff, man. I remember uh, I had to one of the things I had to do before I got baptized was go. I remember I had to go to a Kmart with the teen worker that I was with to go invite people to church, and I had to walk out with a couple of phone numbers, and it was the most uncomfortable thing ever. I mean, that's uncomfortable. It just it, any any purpose of if I'm trying to go out and sell a band CD at Kmart and have proof that I actually like you know yeah. got somebody interested. Like it's a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. unless you're getting paid good money by the hour. Like, but I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was getting paid in salvation. I was gonna say, man. Let's go. Let's go to the. <laughs> let's go to the next question. I think you guys. Right. I've yeah. got the next question. Um. <clears throat> what was your first introduction to God? Um, and what image of God did you have? Okay, so I think my first in, my first introduction to God is probably what a lot of people had, and it was that it was like a Bible that was meant for kids. Mm-hmm. And it was like full of pictures and stuff, but I remember seeing God or what they were telling me was God and I remember he was an old white man 
very white. And I, I think this, I underline when I wrote down this note, I, I underlined white in two lines because I think that was the biggest. That's a big thing, that it, it, my first image was a white man, and that's probably because you know my parents were white, and sure. it's, it's probably innocent for me to think it's I, white. I think that there, there was a bit of innocence. Yeah. A bit. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Trust me. I'm not giving much credence to that. Yeah, I don't want to. Like for me to think it was a white man, I think it was because of all I saw were white. Right. So that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but the image of God and like what it was was this old white man sitting up in wherever heaven was, usually in the clouds, and there was a lot of light, just watching every single thing that I did. And <clears throat> sometimes I could forget about it. But sometimes I just couldn't. And like everything wrong, every wrong thing I ever did, I just always imagined that he saw it and he was looking. Yeah. And if it was yeah. stealing from my mom or my brothers or if it was touching myself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he saw it. And I think even now I still think about that. Oh, I, I, I get that. I totally yeah. get that. And, and it. I don't I don't necessarily like even now as an adult it's it's not a matter like uh, whether or not I believe in this god that's looking down on me um I still like I consider um that that higher mm-hmm. being quite a bit yeah. before I do things um I consider that that higher uh that god mm-hmm. um I, I still consider it. It's I, I haven't quite shaken mm-hmm. that um, that part of me, I mm-hmm. guess, or that part they put in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then, what was your introduction? What was your image? I I would say my my introduction to I, I can't I can't pinpoint. It's it just I've always like been a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been in the church. I've always been. I mean, my, my parents were, like, my mom sang, and, you know, so it was always, like, Christian music was always, like, it's as far as I can remember. I, w- I would say my introduction to God was, like, at birth. Really? Like, I was yeah. literally, like, like, and my parents would have been fairly new Christians at that time, you know, for, for the most part. They mm-hmm. weren't living a lifetime of, of church going, so... That, that introduction was, was definitely at birth and as far back as much as I can remember as much as I can remember of my life it has been um, the first 27 years of my life mm-hmm. were most certainly um, heavy church and, and it being like a part of my life so to Pinboy you know it, it's funny because you you the, the question of um, what your image of God was, um, I remember like always watching. You remember the the Moses movie back <laughs> yeah. in the day with Charlton Heston? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like that when he comes out of the mountain with the tablets mm-hmm. and like he's got that that white hair thing mm-hmm. going on with the big. I mean, he. Oh yeah. He saw God, but <laughs> to did. me yeah. that was God. Like that okay. was always kind of the image. Mm-hmm. of of the god and of course like like jesus was the 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 classic jesus painting with <laughs> yeah. the one where where I, I think he's praying um 
brown, long brown hair. Long brown hair. Brown yeah. beard. Yep. Definitely white. Definitely white. Yeah. Yeah, and that that was my Jesus. Mm-hmm. That for you know, obviously all of, all of my understanding as a child that that was Jesus. Yeah. And I just I will never forget that the like the 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 Charlton Heston uh, Moses character coming out of the mountain. Mm-hmm. He, it has to be post. Uh, burning bush oh yeah and mm-hmm. that is like to me that's like who god is yep. like that's what i thought as a kid i was like that that must be what god looks like <laughs> yeah it's funny that it's just two two white men with long hair this one has mm-hmm. white hair one has brown and it's funny like i remember seeing my first hippie and thinking that was jesus wow well yeah i can see that <laughs> you know i was I like that, yeah. wait what that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's um. But I can you imagine how well that worked though? Oh. Like during the sixties, yeah. Uh, in particular, like I mean, it, it probably worked <clears throat> really, really good mm-hmm. um, during that time. For hey, Jesus is a hippie too. Look yep. at Jesus. Well, that was a you know a lot of I remember listening to my dad talk about like how the church because the church started in the seventies for mm-hmm. us. And it was it was a lot like that, you know, like hey yep. man, it's it's cool. Come on, we have a soul Je- the talk. Jesus freak. Yeah, Jesus freak. Son. Oh my yeah. god. Um, which actually one of the songs Speech wrote was Jesus freak. After part, but anyway, we'll, we'll we'll go into that. But I, I think the only funny thing to me is is so like I watched the show, um, Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Yeah, I've and seen, he talks I've about how like how. Because we saw white God and white Jesus, mm-hmm. but then Killer Mike and like people of color, they see white God, white Jesus, which is a, which is something that's just so mind blowing for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And white Santa Claus. There's always a yeah white, white Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Uh huh. So that's a that's a conversation for another time. But it's just, it's always blown my mind. It's always blown my mind. And I, I remember thinking, there was a disconnect as a kid, thinking about that. Because you learned that, like, Jesus was in the Mediterranean. Right. So he would definitely wouldn't have been white. Right. But anyway. Well, um, he was Hebrew, too, correct? He was Hebrew, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was Hebrew, which... <laughs> uh, Maybe not the Mediterranean. Middle East, sorry. Middle East. Yeah. Um, so, what what did you like about church? Um, so the, the number, number one thing immediately that comes to mind, and I, I probably say this a lot. Um, I, and again, this is my connection to my, my teen years, eighth grade into high school. Um, I, I guess my, my cognitive years, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense, where I was like, at the point where I needed to make my own decisions and my faith was my faith. It, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the, the one thing that I did like, and again, it kind of connects to school again, because that was just, it was the whole culture of this school was the church. And, and you know, the, the, the many of the students' families went to that church. Mm-hmm. There were outside families. I think, like, for me, the, the biggest thing was friends. Um, I did make some friends, some lifelong friends, guys that I am still mm-hmm. friends with today. Um, Shouts out to them. They know who they are. Um, and they also know 
to lend a hand and take a stand. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, that's for you, Mike. Um, I'm looking at the microphone. I'm like Mike's in the microphone. <laughs> but um, yeah, I that that would be like that's one of the the big big positive parts of mm-hmm. it. I, I think I, I did make lifelong friends, and you know we've we have a text thread, and you know some of us are in Richmond, some of us are in Virginia Beach, some of us you know it, it, it's still um, I, I think any one of those guys that I'm friends with. Anytime we're in the same room, which isn't often at this point in time in our lives, but we're still connected, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, they, those guys, they, it's the same story for them, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, their individual story, and they, they have a, a different experience, and probably have different feelings about it now than I do. Um, some of them, you know. Yeah. Um, but we, we definitely like. I, I found like friends there and I found friends that like people I could trust and you know neighborhood neighborhood kids just weren't I mean I was my friends were stealing my bike you yeah. know my, my my neighborhood friends were 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 you know dealing drugs and and you know a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. other things going on I remember having a friend that was like just really into porno and it was like he was one of the first people with a computer too. And it's like, ah, no, I don't want to go to your house and look at porn. Look at porn with you. This is, yeah. You understand how weird this is? But yeah, I I don't know. It's it's one of those. Um, oh man, sorry, lost my train of thought. It's okay. <laughs> It was it was originally gonna be the two questions what you like and was hard but I figured we talk about the like part and then get I, to the I, hard it, later. It did. I mean, and, and it's I guess you could say camaraderie. I yeah. guess you could say um, uh, <clears throat> I, I liked. I, I think when I was a kid, it, it was it was good for me to have some sort of like uh, organized uh, sports to play, organized mm-hmm. you know events and things. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I like that stuff. I, and it's like those friendships <clears throat> still mean a lot to me. So it's like even with going to school, like I would never send my kid to school there, like to do high school and stuff. My daughter, you know, currently goes there for, for K. She'll go into K-4 um, mm-hmm. this coming year. They have a great program, you know, it, and I know they're good people. But as for like a high school experience and stuff, you know, it, for me, it's um, having having those friendships was mm-hmm. was important. Yeah. And, and it was good for me. Yeah. Well, I think for me, what I liked about church, um, a sense of community. Yeah. I always, you know, I uh, it was always cool to know that I was going to be around a lot of people. Um, that people that like my parents could depend on and they would watch us. I mean, there was, there was always people in our house, always people, we were going to someone else's house. And so that was cool. Um, I think, uh, the idea of service to others, um, like going and feeding the homeless, um, reaching out to people that were less fortunate, um, mission trips, you know, things like that. I, I always remember really enjoying doing that. Um, and then um, 
And then our church actually had a summer camp. Yeah, and I definitely I did I did summer camps and, and mission trips. <clears throat> um, the summer camp um, was probably the only place that I ever felt safe. Sure. Um, it was the kind of place you know summer camp. I think everybody should go to one because it was the kind of place where like societal rules didn't matter and like the weird kids were the ones that got like the most attention and were like you know like lauded and, and you praised cut, you got to cut loose too yeah man. i got to cut I loose mean, and, that was, yeah that was one of the cool things about and you know that camp is where you know where i felt safe i remember the first time feeling that i'm worthy of something yeah. it also gave me like a sense of purpose to the point where it's like that's the, the reason i'm a teacher is because of the summer camp i worked at i mean it I went there from so the... So you did both. You, you yeah. were a counselor mm-hmm. and, and a camper. I started going there yeah. when I was 10, and then when I was like 17, I didn't really want to go. Right. But then I, when I eventually got baptized in college when I was 18, um, I ended up working there, and I did... I, I remember I averaged it was like 52 weeks or something. Or no, it was more than that. Like almost, almost two years of my life in weeks were there. I spent probably... How long was the summer camp? Like what It would be week-long sessions. Yeah. And so, like, when I was a volunteer, I would go for, like, a week or two. But then I got to transition to being full-time where they actually paid me to be there. And uh, I would be there, like, seven, eight weeks. Wow, you were deep in it. Like, my, my experience was, <clears throat> I mean, I definitely did, like, the camp counselor thing mm-hmm. um, for junior camps in Wakefield, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they would go, like, our church would organize for for one week during the summer um uh, for like a junior camp and then there would be a week of camp um we went down to a camp in alabama mm-hmm. um we went there actually a couple times i'm pretty sure um met girls that mm-hmm. was because it would be like other churches other Fruit baptist churches so we like we liked it yeah and because we got to mm-hmm. meet some meet some new ladies yeah i think camp was was amazing i i wish you know there's this part of me that wants to to buy frisco campgrounds down in the outer banks and just turn that into a summer camp and like get to do it but uh but yes camp and then the last thing just like you it was the friendships i think um as i left church my friendships definitely the amount of friends shrank but i have five guys that um they know who they are yeah. Um, they were the groomsmen in my wedding. We have a text thread as well. Um, That's cool. They, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Besides my wife, they're the one thing that kept, the one thing that has kept me sane. I mean, I talk to one guy almost weekly. Yeah. We have a text thread. We're always goofing off or being silly. I think. Um, I when I go down to, down to they're all in Atlanta, but uh, when I go down to visit my family, it's like the one thing that we have to do is find a way to see everybody, and we usually do. Like a cookout at someone's house or a big hangout. That's but pretty cool. That's good. Yeah, me and my friends should probably work on that a little bit more. Yeah. But it's just, it's been, and, and the reason we're friends is, is the reason, because, you know, as you leave church, we can probably talk about that in a little bit, but, you know, you start, you know, people don't want to be around you if they're going to mess with their faith. But, but these friends are my friends, I think, one, because we've been through some things together that have strengthened it. We've We also... I'm, I'm able to to talk about my issues and my struggles, and it's a safe thing. And it's never a thing to where I feel like I have to think like they do, right. and they never feel like, I hope they don't, that yeah, they have to think like I do. I, our, 
I, I think now I and it's not you know, it's no slight against them at all. We don't we don't get that deep anymore. Like yeah. about stuff. And I don't know that we ever have. Yeah. Um I, I, I think I think on a personal level to sit down and talk with those guys, yes. Um mm-hmm. that that conversation can be had. Mm-hmm. Um I I think uh it's uh it's like we're we're not a safe place let me put yeah. it that way it's you know it's no holds bar and um you know we kind of will go back and forth uh sometimes i just have to kind of like like uh step away you know we've we've had some heated yeah. heated text message debates mm. and things like that um and i do think you know it's that 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 conversation though of of being able to actually like sit down and 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 kind of um, talk about spiritual things and mm-hmm. talk about things, whether the past or you know present, future of where we are spiritually. I, I think that that would be a conversation that if we saw each other more often, we would have. I have those conversations with mm-hmm. other people, um, and it's you know we're having that right now. Yeah, and and it, I think. I think a lot of a lot of those conversations have kind of run their course, though, um, with me and a lot of my friends and and stuff like that. I think we kind of have gotten to the point where we can we can um, allow each other to believe or not believe, you know, how we choose. Mm-hmm. How to do? Are your are your friends still very involved um, in ministry or anything well, like that? Well, one of my friends he left the church. Um, because of like, I mean the c- control and the stuff that I could talk about with that were hard about our church. Yeah. The rest of them are still a part of it in some form. One, well, no, all, all of them are. Yeah, they all pretty much go to the same one. Like as I said, like the church kind of broke off, and there's this one specific church, and they meet there. Um, and it's but see the thing with these guys is like, when we're around each other, it doesn't matter. Right. We have this love and respect for each other that, like, I mean, I think it, it's 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 so necessary in life. I think having male friends is the best thing, but having them, it just is like it's like the family that I need to go to. Right. Sometimes it's the family I chose. Yeah, no, I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, now the 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 friendship side of it, so. They were your groomsmen, mm-hmm. um, that type of thing. We've done that too. We've been in each other's weddings and stuff like that. Um, do do you find with with the the relationship side? Um, how often do y'all get together? Oh, like, okay. How often do you see each other? Uh, is is mm-hmm. it a, is it something that like y'all y'all put forth the effort and and do those things? Um, and, and how like how like are they? How how involved are they in the church? Oh, okay, and, and okay. Things like yeah. that. What? None of them are. None of them for to that to answer that. None of them are like ministers or things right. like that in the church. Um, they're involved as you know. They go as much as they can. Uh, you know, they all have families now. Right. Um, so let's see. An average, I probably physically will see them once a year right. when i go down to visit family now last year with my dad passing and everything i saw them right. it was we had this whole conversation about how it's like you know man this is i know this is a terrible thing 
they didn't want to say it. I just told them to say it. They were like, I mean, we're really, it's really sad about your dad and it's terrible. But it's been awesome because we've seen you so you much. Down for, for, was this a couple weeks? Wednesday? I was down there for a week, yeah. a full okay. week. A and week. I saw them, I saw at least one of them every day I was down That's cool. there. That's good. Now, making an effort. So last summer, two of them were able to come up. Right. Um, one, it, it was almost two years in a row all of them came up for a few days in the summertime i have this one friend i'm just gonna say his name eddie will probably move here i hope he does it's a constant thing he's come almost every year and it's funny the first time it was for two days then it was for three then he's been coming like he's come for a week um and he loves it up here and, and Eddie, we, eddie's gonna show up he can yeah. be a guest yeah eddie sure yeah sure guest. but um but yeah, so we, there's an effort both ways, you know, and, and it comes, you know, with, with the arrival of children and families, mm-hmm. it's like, it gets harder, but we've, I don't know, for me, it's, we've put in so much work already, like, that it's easy to just pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. And I know that if they don't pick up that time, that they're going to call me back. Yeah, I'm bad about that. I'm bad about picking up the phone. I am. I, there's I'm one friend that there's one the friend that's hard to get a hold of. I'm not going to say his uh, name, but, but I always end up getting a hold with him. I'm probably yeah. that friend. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to bet I'm that friend. But it, it's the thing, like you know, my wife loves them. You know, they're cool. they're going to be the uncles to to Jasper. Yeah. You know, the other uncles. But um, but yeah, that's the you know. I think that actually answers another question. Like, what have I kept? It's the friendships. Yeah. But um, but what were what were some of the hardest thing, hardest things about um, going to church? I, I it's definitely um. I think for me the the hardest part was just the um kind of the stress of not living up to these expectations Mm -hmm. and trying to separate what was the expectation of say a youth pastor or you know in my case my youth pastor became the head pastor of the church eventually Mm -hmm. so it's like i you know you can kind of duck away from the from the the big man you know when he's not your wasn't previously your youth pastor oh yeah mm-hmm. you know and you know but when once you know that that person that per you know so personally it's like you know you're you're held accountable still as if he was your youth pastor i i think i think the expectations i, I the expectations were hard it was it was one of those things where you know i i think that i tried really hard i did i definitely mm-hmm. tried um you know, to live up to those expectations. And, you know, I, I wasn't having sex in high school, mm-hmm. you know, um, at all. That just wasn't, yeah. you know, because I, I was, you know, things like that. I mean, it was like, it, that was a tarnish to your, to your reputation within this church. And, you know, I, I, I guess I kind of understand any, like from a parent's point of view, you know, I, I don't, I don't want my kids to ever have sex until like they're <laughs> like out of college, I guess. I don't know. But 
it, that that tarnished reputation yeah. of sin yeah. and 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 that you know who some you know some people may fully fully believe that the the sin aspect of it and that's fine um but it's it's a lot to hold up to mm-hmm. um i i think that the um throughout the years of kind of seeing the the hypocritical side of it and i know it's the same every church we were always told always told every church has hypocrites every church has hypocrites you're never gonna go to a church that doesn't have hypocrites um but when it's leadership it's it's really i think that it uh, back to tarnishing um it really tarnishes your your um your view of what Mm -hmm. church is and it makes you really mad Mm -hmm. about it um and I think I think the zealots, um, the zealots were hard for me. It, it was just like to see people that, you know, there there was just no conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was the doctrine of that church and the doctrine of belief um, was it. And that's all. Um, but and again, it's like you had you had that 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 expectation to to hold up your end of the bargain and be as good as good as good of a christian mm-hmm. as so and so or such and such like you there's a lot of pressure oh my god you know a, a whole whole lot of pressure jeez yeah and you know i can identify with a lot of that i think my, some of my first first um feelings was unworthiness mm-hmm. as a kid and it never got away and the older i got the stronger it got yeah to the point of and it just got to this point where it's like there's nothing i can do to to measure up and that's that is an absolute i i, I think that i mean what i i feel like everyone is going to deal with that feeling and is going to deal with that scenario in life, I, I whether it's a non-religious, non, mm-hmm. a, a kid who's got these expectations from their parents and stuff, but when you add in the the religious side of it, and I mean it's it's tough enough to feel unworthy, and it's 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 hard, but to add mm-hmm. in this this spiritual part, this Christian Christianity. And and sorry, but this this whole aspect that may not even be real. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. and, and the 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 power that that can have over you, uh, unworthiness is is like that. I mean, you're you're taught from the beginning that you are unworthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you you are unworthy of salvation, mm-hmm. but thankfully, yeah, you can have it. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus, you know, was the sacrifice that made that. But you are unworthy, mm-hmm. and it's you know, it's not only a feeling. It 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 is like from what my experience was was part of of a Christian doctrine was yeah. that that we are unworthy, mm-hmm. and, and I think that if you kind of um, look at it from a well, there's a couple point of views. You could look at it from a a the point of view of of doctrine and of this all 
knowing, all loving, all seeing, wonderful God, and we're just sinners, you know, amazing grace saved a wretch like me. You know, you're a wretch, you know, and so I mean, wretch feels worse than unworthy, you know, (laughs) just to hear words like that. That's that's crazy because it's the the unworthy part that that cuts deep. Yeah, you know, and it's it's hard to think. You know, you talk about like the G, you know, Jesus saved you. But I remember once I got baptized, there was so much more work to be done. Mm-hmm. And I was constantly having to do things to measure up. And, and, and it gets exhausting because, you know, that, that unworthiness tied into like relationships, friendships, like how you were looked at as church, at church, you yeah. know. And I think the other thing, it kind of tied into like one of the hardest things for me was the control that the church had over me. And it wasn't like there was somebody telling me you have to do this, you have to do that. But it was like using scripture to get you to do things. And that was tough. Um, And the control also came with like the structure of your life. Like in my church, you know, you were always around certain types of people. For example, you know, you're in middle school, you hang out with middle schoolers. You're in teens, you hang out with teens. Then you go to campus, you're in the campus ministry. You didn't hang out with anybody else. You're in the campus. Then when you get into campus, you get into the singles. Then if, you know, you're single, you know, you're, if you're in the singles ministry, your, re, your job is to get out of the singles ministry to get married. Right. But then you're in the young marrieds. And you don't hang out with anybody else. You hang out with people just like you. And it was this, like, homogenization of, like, groups that just got so suffocating. It's This is, like, I... I I I feel like I can't really complain anymore, Roy. <laughs> no, man. Like the, the, and maybe it's because I didn't allow myself to become so deeply, like, entrenched in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't go to Bible college. Did you go no. to Bible college? You didn't go to Bible college. Um, I didn't go to Bible college. I mean, I tried it. I did mm-hmm. try it. Um, but I was orientation was a saturday and i was gone by monday Um, (laughs) (laughs) and well i went with uh, my my younger sister and she was just homesick and she's like i'm not into this at all and i was like all right you know and we bounced and but it's yeah man like it, it it's it's crazy like the the control like the stuff that you're talking about is like it's that's crazy. Like it's and, it's mega church problems, bro. Like, yeah, and it was. It's just. It's just like. And and it. Was, I struggled with it because you know, if if you're you know, you know, this was all that I knew. Right. For example, like I didn't bounce around any other church, and I was born into this. Right. And so I mean, I dove deep because that's all I knew, and I knew that if I went, you know, in my heart, if I went somewhere else, then that meant hell. Right. You know. So there was that, yeah. and. You know, and then, and I always wanted to be like, I mean, but I'm in the singles, but my best friend's married. Why can't I? It just always felt weird. Like he was going to these young married things, and and I was like, but but can we hang out? And it was like this weird thing to hang out with him because he's married and I'm not. Like, yeah. I, it's like once you become, once you go from one group to another, you don't have anything else to offer anyone, and that was hard. Um, because it, I mean, it all sounds very intentional. 
Oh, like yeah. it, mm. it, it's it's very intentional. It feels intentional. It feels as if the, mm. it, it, the like when you say the control, it it that is what it was. It was crowd control. It was yeah. it was you know keeping keeping everyone in line. And mm-hmm. we just did it with Hellfire and Brimstone messages and yeah. and just like like really laying it on mm-hmm. and and you know altar calls that would not let up until mm-hmm. people were you know and i know for a fact people were going like to the altar to pray just to get it over with i mean i did when i was a kid i yeah, would go I up that, there yeah. just to like get on my knees for a minute and that way i didn't have you know if you could get it done before the youth pastor came and put his hand on your shoulder and kneeled beside you you like that was that was the key um, <laughs> but you know, you've made an appearance, but yeah. it's there's definitely like that's again. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna complain anymore about the way things work. Nah, so, man, nah, know. man. I mean, perspective's a thing. I yeah. mean, your struggle is your struggle. Mine's. It's true. We both had a struggle with this, and I think maybe you can identify this. But the hardest thing also was relationships with the other sex <sighs> and sex nightmare. It was nightmare. Oh my gosh, it was like. I had this constant fear of, like, one, that I couldn't control whatever was inside me. Yeah. And that I was going to ruin a woman. Because you talk about the unworthiness. We used to, I don't know if you did this, but you would use the example of, like, uh, if you had sex, you know, they would chew gum. And if you lost your virginity, you know, you were the, when you lose your virginity, it's like you're chewing that gum. And from now on, you're this used piece of gum. Wow. And they never do you never I, I've never I've never heard that. That's yeah. crazy. Um, um there there was definitely there were the purity challenges, you know, the the commitments, the the yeah. idea of um of verbal contract. I mean, I even I vaguely remember paper being involved and it always being in a don't sign this if you're not serious. I never signed it. Because well, I mean, my my argument was always it was just like, come on, man, like I, I can't sign a piece of paper that says this. This is just like it. It, it got to the point as I got older, you know, where a lot of stuff was just kind of like getting ridiculous to me, mm-hmm. and was getting hard to to swallow. And and but at the same time, I kind of had this attitude that, uh, well, I'm at this church, um, and I. I maybe i can help change like mm-hmm. the way things are um, yeah so you know stuck around mm-hmm. as long as i could and and would try and mm-hmm. you know yeah it's you know i'm i like rock music but hey i love jesus too you know and <laughs> it's just strange because it's like we we were very much the idea of old t- old time religion yeah and so like the struggles and the 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 um the, the stuff that was going on was really like this this attempt to keep things old time religion yeah you know it was you know, the only way a message would be effective would be through a hellfire and brimstone spitting and and going off uh, mm-hmm. about if hell isn't mentioned then it's not a proper you know uh, sermon yeah um the old the keeping the music old and having the old christian hymns and 
So it sounds like like your experience was this group of people that were actually expanding beyond traditional um, Christianity mm-hmm. and were trying to turn it into something very large. Of course. Yeah, it could be that. I mean, you know, you would hear sermons all the time if we're going to reach the whole world and, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I think it was a lot of really good intentions and a lot of, like, you know, wanting to See, I, I don't, change. That's where but, my, my pessimistic side but is I like, do think nah, that it's all money and power. It's all I, money and power. Th- that did influence things, yeah. for, of course. You know, it was, it was one of those things where it's like, you want to reach people. Who are you going to reach people? you got to have the shiniest people in front. Right. So you'd have the sharp guys. And I was never the sharp guy. I was always the guy that wanted to listen to the loud music, wear Hawaiian shirts and Jinko jeans or whatever. Right. So I was never that sharp guy. So I was never used. And that only fed the unworthiness. Oh, yeah. You know, kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. But but it was, it, it, you know, money, power. I mean, if you're if you are, you know, one of these leaders that's in charge of like an entire southeast region, you know, there's a sense you're there's you have a, power. You have power. Yeah, you definitely have power. And and, and I think that a lot of ego involved. And I think a lot too. of people used it for things that I don't necessarily agree with. Right. You know, and there were a lot of people that were still trying to do what was right. And there were people that weren't the leaders that were just there because they knew that, you know, they had a faith in something and they want this right. was this was what they and that to and do. I don't I don't ever like I don't I've never taken that away. I do think that there were genuine <clears throat> people that i was around i mean i think that my parents are genuine yeah you know i think that their faith is genuine and their faith has evolved mm-hmm. as they've gotten older too mm-hmm. um you know it's been still not stuck in 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 their old ways and the church that they go to has changed a lot a whole lot um and I mean, I would go so far as they've become liberal, although they are absolutely still a conservative <laughs> place. Um, yeah. It's just they've kind of caught up with, yeah. uh, we'll say, it, well, I'll give them 2019. They've caught up they've with 2019. Yes. Yeah. My parents were the same. I, I think they, they just wanted to do what was right, and this is what they found, and they were going for it. My parents, yeah. I mean, my dad was the worship leader, and he knew every song in the hymnal and other ones and he knew the reasons he would know the background of where the song came from and all that stuff but but with everything that's ever come up with me um my parents were always a place i could go to you know i was i was the kid in the family getting tattoos i was the kid who you know moved in with his girlfriend right you know and and with everything it was it was never like i guess they knew that my path was my path my faith had to be my faith and those time of those kind yeah, of yeah, I caught hell things. for all those types of things. Oh, yeah. Like that wasn't, and, and again, it's like you know, I'm, I love my parents, I, I do. It, it's just, it, and I don't really hold uh, that against them. But I mean, it's like you know, my wife and I, like uh, we were not married when we found out that we were going to be having a child. Oh, you how know? dare you? I know. I don't know. But, you know, the honest truth is nobody ever helped me understand how sex worked anyways. So I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing to begin with. Yeah. So and that was a grown ass man. Yeah. You know, I mean, I grown lost, man. Yeah. I lost my virginity in my late 20s. Right. Right. I'm not going. I'm not talking about when that happened. I don't care. It's I was I mean, I it, it it happened post high school. But it, but it's like you're saying we're grown it, men who had no understanding of sex trying to figure it out. 
And yeah, absolutely. No and one it, talked and about it. it. Was, you know, even even like down to that, like the the virginity thing. Mm-hmm. It it was it was not an experience. It was just like a minor event in my life. Yeah. You know, thank God I didn't get anyone pregnant then. Yeah. You know, and it. it yeah, I I don't know. It's 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 a not. I I don't always have a, a safe safe place. When it does, when it comes to the kind of opposing church values, because my life, I mean, I don't go to church anymore. I don't, you know, and, and I think there may be a little bit of a disconnect between my parents and I mm-hmm. uh, because of it. Um, you know, I'm I'm working on things like that in, in my life, but but I, I church has just always been really important uh, to my family. It's always been important to my my parents. Um, you know, tattoos were were not. You know, it was like, oh god. You know, face palm. It's disappointed. Tried us. to hide. He tattoos. disappointed us again. Yeah. Um, My dad would always, whenever I got a big amount of money, mm-hmm. he would always be like, "Please don't get a tattoo with this." <laughs> and so I would go and I would get a tattoo with it. He was looking at the price, going, "He can afford that now." Yeah. yeah. I I have a rock and roll tattooed on my stomach. Uh huh. Like Tupac had Thug uh-huh. Life, and yeah. I remember. I had to hide it from my family for months, and my mom was so I'm pretty, disappointed. I'm pretty sure I, I hid I hid a tattoo yeah. for a while. I definitely hid cigarettes. Like I def I tried to. I there's no way I didn't smell like cigarettes because I don't smoke anymore. And when I'm like in just the vicinity of a, of a cigarette, like I can smell it, and mm-hmm. I, I hate the 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 elevator trip up when mm-hmm. somebody's just smoked a cigarette and you're in there with them yeah or Mm -hmm. they leave and you get in and then people think it's me but like they're i i I definitely hid as much as possible you know and i wasn't even really like a bad kid you know post high school i i wasn't really doing that much you know just going to shows (laughs) working and smoking cigs you know yeah but i i moved out pretty young I, i was out of the house by 19 20 going on 20 years old um wow so you know but still very like going to my mom's house my dad's house and and hanging out sunday afternoons after church and you know if i missed church i was getting a phone call where were you you know <laughs> that type of thing I, so i was still very <laughs> plugged in i got in trouble one time because i skipped church to go see dave matthews band mm. and uh i remember i even turned in my contribution with a friend of mine to turn in and then when it, it came like a guy was gonna come pick me up from the concert to like uh so i could go to church right and i didn't and i got like rebuked when yeah. i came back yeah I, I wanted to go see smashing pumpkins one one sunday evening ah uh, so bad i wanted to see smashing pumpkins but i did not go but i had friends who left out of church parking lot that night and went and saw smashing pumpkins on sunday night yeah, I, I, also, I also got in trouble because I went to see uh, <laughs> God, I laugh about this all the time. I went to the, this this uh, place called the Cotton Club to see um, <laughs> Andrew WK okay. with the Lost Prophets and um, oh my god Alien Ant Farm. Okay. And you, couldn't, you couldn't play off the Lost Prophets as being Well this was years before his issue because the lead singer Oh, we're not talking about the same thing. No. Our lead singer got in trouble for child pornography. Oh, wow. But anyway, so I took 
oh, I actually, I took my friend Eddie okay. to go to this. Okay. And Eddie, I hope you don't mind that I'm talking about you. I do remember this lost profit story. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I took Eddie, and then another friend of mine. But Eddie was newly baptized. Okay. And we went to see, you know, went to the concert, had a great time. Nothing happened. It wasn't even. It was, you know, it was whatever. It's Andrew WK. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what Andrew WK is, it's just, it's just about good time. Let's mosh, have jump around, get crazy. But anyway, somebody like found out that we went to the it was the club. They couldn't get past the. It was called the Cotton Club. Uh-huh. And I remember this guy saying, "I can't believe you took a young Christian to a club," and I like couldn't explain at all. And I got, I mean, it got. So bad that we even like sold. We were gonna go to this big music festival called Music Midtown. Mm-hmm. That I sold our tickets and was like, I can't do it because I've ruined, I've ruined this young Christian. Well, it was your responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> ah, how dare uh, yeah. <laughs> So sorry, lead, Eddie. Lead him, yeah. But we to, had a great lead time. Him in the right direction. Um, but anyway, um. Hand me one of those LaCroix. All right. You get your one, too. I'm going to. Sorry. Talking is is a lot of work. Um, you like that? I yeah. do. I like yeah. that. I hope they do, too. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> why, don't you ask, why don't you ask this, this question? All right. The why did he? Man, I cannot read your handwriting, oh, Roy. Sorry. I'm not it's, even going to lie. It's number four. It's number four? All right. Oh no! Uh, it's number three on my list. Oh, number three, yeah. Um, why did you leave the church? Oh, okay. Yeah. Why did you leave the church, Roy? Well, a lot. It's a lot of the stuff that we were talking about. You know, the unworthiness. Um, never felt comfortable. Um, I always felt like I was living someone else's faith. Um, mm. it was a faith I that feel was. That. Yeah, it was. Really it was like a that. faith that was packaged already for me, and it was the only one available. And so I had to, I had to believe that. Um, it was like I said, the constant feeling of not measuring up. Um, I never felt like I could be me, and it had to deal with the way that I dressed, the way that I looked, the music that I liked, the way that I approached life. And like, unlike with you, like, you know, I wanted, I had friends that didn't go to the church, but I always felt bad about it, you know, and and with that like it leads into like how i feel like they approach you know lgbt community oh, yeah i well, never I mean, in, in all of that like in in, in retrospect of adulthood and you know uh, that like that stuff is like it it was so thick mm-hmm. like there was so much going yeah. on mm-hmm. and Probably, probably is not something that I actually came to terms with until, you know, well into my mid twenties. I mean, always I, I, the love the sinner, hate the sin, mm-hmm. cop out. You know, that was always, you know, that I think that was probably what, <laughs> what I um, just kind of adopted as a young adult. Was yeah. that was that just oh, trying to yeah. push the line of oh. You know, I'm accepting. I just don't accept the sin. And I hated that. It always, even as a kid, like that was the thing. Like, I couldn't be me because I didn't believe that. I remember meeting gay people and lesbians and just thinking, like, there, there can't, that can't be that bad, you know. And and it, and I remember um, 
cause, and it, I started feeling that back when I was I was in the study to be baptized, mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, he asked about something. And I said, well, you know, sometimes I've felt I've noticed that like, you know, certain dudes are attractive. You know, it's like I can I don't know what it was, and that confused me a little bit. And I think, and I remember mentioning that, and watching everyone turn white. Oh yeah. And I remember thinking, like, what? I'm just like, I'm. It's not like I'm gonna do anything. It's like, I mean, Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling's Ryan Gosling. It's not. Right. Like, but like, what does that mean? And they were just like, oh, 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 oh. they're so scared. And that I was like, means conversion therapy. I know. And it's like I could have murdered someone, and you would have been like, okay, well, you can just go to jail, and you'll repent, and you'll be fine. You'll be forgiven. But it's just was. It was always something that I felt like if there's one place that we can have this conversation, it should have been church. Should have been. Very much. And so I had to, I, I just couldn't take it. I remember when I, I used to work with teens, and I remember this kid came out and watching how people treated him was, it that was the last straw for me. And I remember, le- I, I was like, I can't do this anymore because, you know, the kid became a cutter for a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, and just watching that and just seeing, seeing how all of this control and all of these thoughts affected us, which the last thing. Besides that, I mean, it was the underlying racism. God, I'm nobody... going to show you my my, my notes <laughs> because <laughs> Doc Shinzelis. Yep. Uh huh. Racism, yep. homophobia, well, legalism. So with our church, we used to do. So there's two there's two terms that I've coined. One is youth group racist, mm-hmm. and the other is gospel gerrymandering. <laughs> and uh, it had to do with with like how it felt like churches like when the church was a movement i remember like (laughs) my parents didn't make a lot of money i mean my dad was a teacher my mom was a stay-at-home mom and we were in a you know the neighborhood wasn't bad it was just a bunch of lower middle class people right but in that there was a lot of people of color and i remember going to our region and noticing there's a lot of people of color and then i would go to the other place where it was like the other families and it was all white people and I remember being like, just noticing that. But what I also noticed is like a lot of families would move to go to those regions to be around those people. And it was hard to see. And it, it, was, it always felt like, oh, there's a line. And yeah. these people don't want to come to my house. Yeah. Because there's more, you know, and there, the, and there was you know never stuff any, like that. Like there was never any like blatant well i mean sometimes they're they're certainly not from leadership there was never any blatant racism mm-hmm. but you know it's i actually had this conversation today with with a person and um remember i, I don't know if it's the story of cain and abel or whatever but um the, the idea that that the um the cursed when the bible talked talks about um a cursed people oh that's african-american mm-hmm. but, or black people, you know that that was always. I remember hearing that and just went, "What? Yeah, you know this is this is this is not true, you know." And and, and I do remember um, the 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 racism, uh, um, the vague racism of you know the black kids I went to school with um, were were always you know picked on a little bit more unless they played basketball really good. Um, and they seem to get in trouble. They got in trouble for everything, mm-hmm. like even down down to the little kids. Like they get they get in trouble for everything. And 
you know, it's just these little little lines. Of there was a bus ministry as well at the church, and and you know, it, I always found it strange. Not not I didn't find it strange. I just found it unfortunate that that the bus ministry was segregated from the rest of the church, mm-hmm. and I just always thought it was um, just unfortunate. That, yeah. You know, and there there were many many kids of color in the bus ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, but they they it was definitely segregated from the main, um, uh, a church function mm-hmm. every Sunday morning. Yeah, it was hard. It was just hard to see because it's like it always felt like people were doing everything they can to be around people that looked like them. Mm-hmm. And you know, my school wasn't a bad school, but I was the only kid from my church that went there. And every other kid went to the rich school. And some of it, you know, it's like I could, you know, I think my parents wanted us to be at a school where more people from the church went to. But it just was like this thing. And, and you know, it was it was so wild to see. And, and it got to when the church eventually fell apart. The hardest thing was watching watching churches develop. And, and it in my area there was there were two churches and they were a mile and a half from each other of course and it was the same doctrine and there were probably three or four churches crammed in between yeah them. but but what was what was so hard is like our church was supposed to be different but then when it fell apart watching how all the white people went to one church and all the people of color went to another church and i was like all right this is stupid yeah and i can't like i can't i can't, there's no way to justify that and yeah. and i don't know the reasons, yeah. but I'm like, you could sit here and say, you know, it was a money thing, but if, you know, if all of you pooled your money together, there you go. You could meet together, and it could be something where everyone was, you know, everyone was around. I don't know. It just was, it was really tough to see that because it was, it was, to me, it was spitting in the face of everything I was taught to believe. Well, especially since the, the, the whole idea of, of salvation, I mean, Jesus's message mm-hmm. just, plain and simple if you break that down and there's really no either you know even breaking it down like the, the we've made it confusing you know it's pretty easy yeah and it includes everyone it does it, it, does. Inclu- it, it includes everyone re- regardless of, of race uh, and, and sexual orientation it includes mm-hmm. everyone whether your daughter is dating a black man or not mm-hmm. it it includes him it includes your daughter dating that black man yeah. And your white daughter, sorry, mm-hmm. let, me, let me fix that. Your white daughter, um, I, I remember always hearing the um, the. Well, I just I feel sorry for the the kids, you know, if if a mm-hmm. person of color or a black guy and a white girl get married and have kids, then they're mixed kids, and then they're they're gonna they're gonna uh, have hardships because of their their mixed. Mm-hmm heritage their their mixed ethnicity um Mm -hmm. and then i remember the mixed kids getting picked on you know um for those reasons yeah you know and it's just that cycle of of vague racism that Mm -hmm. that church folks i mean yes there are blatantly racist christians that you know that's part of i i'm pretty sure the the kkk considers themselves christians oh yeah so yeah we've we've got that but i think in the culture of christianity um 
I'm not even going to get political here. I was about to make a Trump remark. But I was going <laughs> to. But I wanted to. So the gospel gerrymandering was like the people uh, trying yes. to make themselves to be around the people that were there. And then, you know, and it was so hard for me because it was like, I'm not. It was like there's this thing that I was feeling like, why am I here when I'm the only one that looks like I do? And all the people that look like me are somewhere else. Right. And then you start to keep asking the questions, and then you don't want to find out the answers to it. So then at some point, I just quit asking the questions. And then that was the thing that I think I regret the most. But then the youth group racist. I always felt like it's okay to be African, Mm -hmm. but it's not – it's like those people are always – they're worthy of help before the people of color – the African-Americans in the communities near us. Right. And there was always this push to like, go save Africans and go help those people. Mm-hmm. And those were the Most safe, definitely. those were the safe people of color. And what do you think that that was maybe the, 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 the crusade to, uh, um, kind of control the, the, the racist accusations that the church has received. Do you think I that, think- no, I think what it was more is going to Africa se- sexier than going to the inner it's city. Way sexier, yeah. You've got a good point there. Yeah, and, you and go into Guatemala. Sad. Yeah, going so sad. going to Guatemala is sexier than going to help the right. you know the Hispanic city that's you know in your town or right. the, you know those people. So, you know that was that's just something that I always was like. I mean, it, it's just bullshit. You can see it, you know. And then the kid, it, it's there's all these problems that we could address here. But we, no, that's not cool. Let's go to, we'll go to Zimbabwe or we'll go to, and I'm not saying that people don't need help over there, but it's like, there was, it just never, I could, I just. But when it's excluded, when when you see a group of people uh, underprivileged, you know, uh, that are excluded, Mm -hmm. it's, um, it, it, it's back to that word hypocrite Mm -hmm. and and that that that's the hypocritical stuff that like you said it's the 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 gerrymandering uh it's wild the 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 idea like i've never obviously you're going to i've never heard that before but that's that is an interesting because we're we're always yeah and i just if we can't worship all together Mm -hmm. what's the fucking point yeah i agree if we can't find the common ground then everyone's missing something that's, that's that's just basically where I got to and 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 but it was it was the seeing seeing it in my church happen was that was when I was like I can't I can't like this is wrong guys you guys are you know we're not making it work so so why did, so was there any anything that I didn't hit like why did you leave church um I I think for me um we discussed in the past you know, having experienced the death of a spouse, mm-hmm. um, that's when I left church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think I kind of went through a, um, a, a, a part of me that was absolutely, um, looking for freedom mm-hmm. okay and you know i've discussed before i made a lot of bad decisions I, my my leaving church was not um 
it was it was because of emptiness yeah not because of uh, my realizations that it had already been made you know i had already you know understood that that none of this meant you know my my a good example the first the first time i voted at 18 was george w bush's uh mm-hmm. um presidency and of course that's who i voted for because that was like to uh towing that 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 line of conservatism and republican mm-hmm. and everything and all that stuff that has to do with church so as uh, obviously post 9 11 learning in your life that whoa whoa wait a minute like none of this makes sense to me like i i think a lot of as a, a becoming an adult actually experiencing what was going on in the world and paralleling what was going on in the church you know i i i left you know the church i was going to to go to an episcopal church for a while and i checked that out you know so there was always kind of this this desire to see what else was there to see what else was out there Mm -hmm. um i think for me um there was this you know post-death there was this emptiness there was this um kind of this feeling that i i didn't necessarily believe that god let me down or i mean there was plenty of people telling me oh you know it's god's will god's will god's will i have always it always blew my mind how many people knew god's will for my life but i never knew yeah. what God's will was for my life. But I've had so many people tell me what God's will for my life was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think for me to, at that point in time, to walk away from the church, to walk away from regularly being involved in this thing um, we call church, um, it just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just part of the whole, like, grieving process that that i i you know was going through it, it was all done wrong it was all all done kind of in vain to be honest with you yeah. um but it was just the mass confusion in my head and it was kind of like you know i i had to figure something out um, nobody was was helping me figure it out yeah. um i was kind of left um I guess everyone thought I was all right and and I was just kind of left to figure it out and like church just didn't I it just didn't fit in like it, it was I went to church with my my first wife you know uh, every every you know aspect of what reminded me of her you know were, were things that I was trying I mean I was trying to move out of the apartment I was in you know my sister actually moved in with me to a new place and you know, it, it was there. The church was kind of part of that. And mm-hmm. and, you know, I I just kind of stepped away. I, I didn't I didn't feel like it was where my head was. I didn't. And, and don't get me wrong. I, there was probably some sinning I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was just again, it was just in that mass confusion of post death and and losing a spouse and experiencing from may to september you know watching this person die Mm -hmm. you know watching this person suffer and watching this this person whom 
you know, it's still held within like great regard within my family and will never be forgotten. Whether for me, my current wife now knows just as much about her as, as anyone else in our family. And by the way, the person who helped me post death was Candace was that person. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just didn't fit anymore. Church didn't fit anymore into my life. Um, the irony of it all is, um, I do believe that that this little dip in disbelief, this little dip in my life of of being like, well, well, fuck it. I, I guess um, I haven't been doing God's will. Because nothing's worked out mm-hmm. the way it was supposed to, you know. Um, and I think there was like this expectation that because Josh's wife died, he's going to come back and he's going to be on fire for God. And he's going to share this story and he's just going to he's going to be this thing within the church that is just going to be a miracle and, and a, a story for the ages. I didn't feel that way. And it's, yeah, I just, I, the irony of all of it is that like, I think that my faith was actually on the upspin and was actually shaping and becoming something that was my own, mm-hmm. not something that was the controlling aspect, you know, the things that we had already experienced a lifetime of, you and I, both, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so th- it's leaving the church, I think, was actually better for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, it's just so funny how pain and suffering spurs the big questions. Yeah. Like that, you know, you watching that and, you know, hearing, hearing you say that always has broken my heart a little because it's just something that I always heard. And, and it's like, you want to just such bullshit sometimes to sit here and say that it's it's god's will and you're gonna Ah. be on and to use your death use her death and for that and and you know it it's just it's hard it's hard to to support something like that and to and you know i've watched countless people like you in the church you know they would use that pain and suffering for some kind of sermon or purpose right. or things like that. Right. And, and, you know, I was thinking about like how I approached that question about leaving church and, and you talking about, you know, what you were going through with your wife. It was like, it wasn't until like I had my first heartbreak that I start asking, asking the real questions. Yeah. You know, it wasn't anything about a, a, a death, but it was yeah, my first heartbreak. Heartbreak is heartbreak. And it pain was, is yeah. pain. And it, it was my first, it was my first breakup. Yeah. I remember this, this, the girl I was dating and, you know, and it's a long, drawn-out, messy story. But I remember, I don't know if it, if it was if it was because finally I went through something challenging that that I was able to ask, like, what do I really believe? Right. But it, it was it was that that was the turning point. Because yeah, I saw all these things, and yeah, I did, but I didn't leave. Right. Until but I was twenty eight. When you spin, you know, uh, what is really. Because we were both kind of born into this. Yeah, yeah, You, know, you totally. spend your lifetime, mm-hmm. like you said, trying to be worthy. Mm-hmm. You you spend your lifetime trying to do what's right. You spend your lifetime, 
you know, trying to do God's will or find out what God's will is, as well as balance this church life, as well as balance as we became adults, jobs and, and, and things like that. Um, when the, when the pain comes and, and all, all they have to say to you is, well, I guess it wasn't God's will. You know, it's, it's, it, it's absolutely it. That is kind of what breaks you. I, I, I think. And, and, and it's because for me, you're, you're told something, you're sold the idea that you're not going to get this, that if you do it this way, you will have everything you want. Right. And then, yeah, your heart is broken or your wife dies and then no one can really tell you why. Yeah. Just go pray about it. You know, I remember, God, I hate, oh, I hate. It's, just go, well, it's we, mental health too, man. Know. It's, you just know, go, just pray about it. Just pray about just it. Pray about it. You know, and, and then like, <laughs> you know, for me, it's like, how is God going to fix my broken heart? Right. And so auxiliary question. Uh-huh. Um, do you still pray? Yeah, I do. But you it's do. different. It's, it's different. different. It's very much different. And, and I was going to get into like that at the end when we say like, what have we kept? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still pray. Yeah. It's, it's a lot different than what it used to be. Something I was thinking about on the way over and, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking, do I, do I still pray? And, and I don't think it's a, it's an actual, um, act of prayer. Um, but I definitely do find myself talking to, um, for lack of better words, God, mm-hmm. you know, um, what God means to me, I, I, that's uh, definitely one of those things. Ironically, I, I guess we've both taken with us. Yeah. Um. So that kind of organically leads into a part of our question. I was going to leave for last, but we can just go ahead and do it now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it's so. What have you kept? Um. With you from church. So I I think I think one of uh things that comes to mind immediately um strong sense of family yeah i I have definitely kept that i there there was never a time i i mean the church just doesn't it's that's not their style Mm -hmm. family is important i mean there's full movements of of christians that are all about being fruitful and multiplying and Mm -hmm. so i i think family i i think devotion i i think it's um, I definitely kept um, the the devotion to to my wife mm-hmm. and to our relationship. I, I think that that has evolved and become. I mean, there was most definitely the same same mentalities of which again we're kind of dipping back into other territory here. But you know the the subservient attitude that, that the church had towards women. Mm-hmm. And you know the the roles of of a man versus a woman, husband versus a wife, um, but but I do think that that connection to family is, is definitely something that, like, you know, I, I know that it's important to raise kids that um that are good kids and that that are, uh, it's different now. Mm-hmm. It's an open, uh, more of an open mindedness. Um, I think I think that is probably the biggest thing that I've taken. It's it's not a lot that that I still hold. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do have a certain 
Um, I, I cringe a bit um, to hear uh, this 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 um, I, not not bad attitude. It's the it's the wrong, but for for to hear somebody blaspheme. You know, I, I still kind of like that's hard for it's cringe for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard for me to to listen to stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot, you know. I, I I like comedy podcasts. I like you know stand up comedy, and you know I I I like a lot of, like music and black metal is you know there's a lot of a lot of music you know that that I like that is definitely very anti Christ. Um, and a bit cringy for me sometimes. Um, so I, I think there is a general respect for um, the most basic of Christianity that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not say it's for the church, but mm-hmm. I, I would say, and again, it's, you know, my faith is evolved and, and my faith is, is still there. Mm-hmm. So there's, there, uh, that that's like that's the uh, that is the the thing i i i have gone left with faith mm-hmm. you know and i think stronger and, and a stronger understanding of what my faith is yeah so that that's i don't know i i can't i've tried to let that go i tried not to believe i i really did mm-hmm. and, and my belief is not it's not a scary thing anymore you know, I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not. Not worried about hell. I'm not thinking about things like that. And I, I think that's probably why I've been at peace with keeping my faith. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. I because when I so I left church and I left church so angry. And you know, burn it all down. Mm-hmm. You know that you're wrong. This is this is, this is terrible because the you know the one thing I never had in my life was safety. And they took a lot of things from. I felt like the church took a lot of things from me. And, um, but like you know, once I you know talked through it, and you know, I went to therapy and all of these other things, and then it felt safe to have a faith. Right. Um, but I think what I've kept, you know, kept a faith. Like I was saying that you know I do pray, but I think the God that I believe in now is not the guy that I was the God that I was shown. The guy, yeah, <laughs> the God that I, the God that I believe in, was now is not the God that I prayed to as a kid. Right. I think that that's changed. Um, how how does that court like between Jesus and God? Like where where do you sit oof. with that? Like what is, um, are you still very much uh, under, like this this prayer this inner. Uh, this connection between Jesus and God oh, okay. prayer and, and, and whatnot is Jesus like the focal point because it, for me growing up, Jesus, God was almost secondary to Jesus sometimes. Yeah. If that makes um, any sense. And I say that half halfway sarcastically, but mm-hmm. that's kind of the way it felt sometimes. Yeah. I think that, you know, so, when I pray, it's to a God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of because the older I've gotten, and the more that I look into life and how the world works, and even systems in nature, systems in our body, it, it's hard for me to. 
to shake the belief that there's something that intervened that created this. Sure. It works on too perfect of a yeah, system. I agree. And so you could tell, you know, people, you know, it's all chance. But see, the idea of it all just something exploded and then it all just happened to work together by right. accident is, to me, harder to believe than there's something you know that there is a creator now what who that creator is or what that is i kind of i kind of you know look at it um that that creation whether it be you know that explosion the bit that big bang i i'm comfortable saying that if 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 that's the case then i i would think that god would be responsible for that big bang yeah and whatever this is i mean maybe it's all an alien simulation i I don't know yeah Um. you know and and so but also a thing that you know with with regards to jesus you know who he was you know is an example in a lot of things that lead me to the the biggest thing that i've kept is that people matter Mm -hmm. i think um and i learned that through the stories of jesus the, the focal point of him were that people mattered. Yeah. You know, the systems and the societies and the structures didn't matter, but it was the people that mattered and a love for people, you know, and, and it didn't matter who it was. I mean, there we could go for hours in all the stories of Jesus where it was him reaching out to someone that he wasn't supposed to reach out to. And so if there's anything that, that I, I feel strongly about is, is, is that people matter, you know, it's that, um, and it's it, I can't shake it. No matter how hard I try, no matter yeah. how you know it's it's there. And, and I and struggle. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That that that's a good. That's a key mm-hmm. indicator. Yeah. Um. Because because we could go into the, what my views of the Bible are, and that's a whole other thing. I think some that's changed. Right. What the Bible is, you know, is it is it actually God's word, or is it a collection of stories that people have written? You know, that's a whole other thing that I wrestle with. And, you I'm know, going with the latter. I, yeah, because re- there's a great book about that by Rob Bell, What is the Bible? I know Rob Bell. Yeah, I've now, read that I, book. I will credit, I'll credit Rob Bell to an extent. Um, he was kind of my post-church reading. Uh, Rob Bell yeah. and Donald Miller, mm-hmm. some guys like that. Um, oh, my gosh. I will tell you, though, that I just I grew tired of it, too. Really? Like, I, I kind of... Who was the the cursing preacher? Is that Rob Bell? No. I'm, I'm trying to remember who, who. There's a cursing preacher? Donald Miller mentions mentions uh, a friend of his, but it's neither here nor there. It, it was just kind of like this new, um, with the emergent church, uh, that whole idea. Um, it just kind of, it was all kind of, it, it started kind of molding into just the same old for me. Mm. And, and I think post, post-church, has is just absolutely personal now and i will credit those guys they they definitely helped me think differently and and helped me through um those the uh, reconciling Mm. my faith um with what i truly believe versus what i have been programmed and to think and his books, a lot of Rob Bell's books were kind of the the start for me leaving church Mm -hmm. because you know, if there's one thing that I've let go of is the rigidity of my faith, you know, and I think reading Rob Bell, he wrestles with the big ideas and it's okay that the big ideas aren't answered. Right. And 
you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, I'm laughing because I have, I have all of Donald Miller books. I have all of yeah. Rob Bell's books. They're in my library. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but the biggest thing is like, but I've also, you know, I went to books like by Eckhart Tolle, um, and I have found truth in so many different areas that I think I had to let go of the idea that faith had to come in this box, but that truth is everywhere and you find it and it doesn't, you know, who cares where it comes from? Truth is truth no matter what. And so, so that's a, that's been such a powerful thing in my life because I couldn't believe that if it came from somewhere else besides these people, like that were a part of our church, then it had, you, you had to be skeptical. Yeah. You know, because why listen? Why read that book? Because we have this entire book ministry where we have the people that the have books written these. You should be reading. Yeah, and so I definitely go with that. Um, <laughs> but you know, and I think, um, but it's just so powerful to find truth somewhere else. It is, and it's so powerful to realize that it's everywhere. You know, and 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 it, and that is I. Probably one of the, the the most positive things of leaving the church was being able to see that it is it's everywhere mm-hmm. and it's it's not just locked in to that that structure of mm-hmm. of religion that structure of church and um, you know back to the the idea of it, it could none of it be real I'm okay with that yeah uh, I'm okay, I've accepted that and. You know, I my interpretation of faith could, could absolutely be wrong, mm-hmm. and my my feelings of who God is or what God is, um, you know, could all be totally wrong. I may wake up burning in hell. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I just I don't personally believe in hell anymore. But you know, I don't know. I I. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't believe I don't believe in hell anymore either. Yeah. I think it, it's been, and that was, <laughs> it's really funny. I'm gonna have to come back to Rob Bell, because um, he wrote the book Love Wins, mm-hmm. and it's all about you know asking the question, is there really a hell? And I remember like, <laughs> I went and bought that book because I was sitting in a grocery store, wait, or I was waiting in line at a grocery store, and there was a Time magazine, and it said the new heretic, and it had Rob Bell on the cover. Oh, really? Is that how you discovered? And that's how to just, that's wow. how I discovered the book. And I okay. was like, okay, if they're calling him a heretic, I got to know what he said. <laughs> and so I literally, I left the grocery store. I didn't buy the things that I was getting really? at the grocery right store. Because it was like snacks or something. Okay. And I was just like, so, oh my God, he's a heretic. Why is he a heretic? This is exciting. Because, you know, the heretics are the ones that like found like, you know, Copernicus, Galileo, mm-hmm. you know, these people that were, that were excommunicated. Martin Luther. Martin Luther. Okay. Yeah. So it was like I had to, and so I had to know and I left the snacks, ran right to the closest bookstore and I bought Love Wins and I think I finished it in four days and I was like, Huh. It's pretty cool. You know, and, and cool. I and it's it's it, and it have you read the book? I am gonna be uh, it's okay it's, if you have I don't know what I have read one or two. Um I've read quite a few yeah. of of Donald Miller, but I can't remember any of the titles. I don't read a lot now. Yeah. It's it's sad. It's okay. I really it's okay. should read more. But the book Love Wins is is basically started. I, th- I think the beginning was because they were doing an art show at his church, and someone had a picture of Gandhi, and or a quote by Gandhi or something, and then someone had put a post-it note 
you know, so what, he's in hell. They didn't like that, did they? Yeah, they mm. didn't. And so he's yeah. like, is that really an, you know, is is there really a hell? And, you know, that was, you know, we could go on and on about oh, that. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, what's cool, so what I've like, it's like what I've let go of is like, like what you're saying, like, so what? Like, I believe this, you believe that. If, if, if we're, you know, for me, if I, you know, I'm trying to make this world as best you know, do my part for people. I mean, I believe that service of others is a powerful thing. And that's the one thing that the, another thing that I've kept, you know, if I'm doing that, then who cares? And, yeah. and, and if they believe that, that God is, you know, made of and honest, cupcakes, I've, then who cares? <laughs> Sorry. I've kind of, to be honest, I've kind of left a lot of that yeah. behind a lot of like, and there, you know, there is still a desire to give back. But in the meantime, like my thought, now you're a new father and, and you may evolve a little bit as well. But like my thought process is the two kids that I have. Yeah, yeah. Like totally. That's that's like that. That is the the commitment to the world that I have right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would love to get back up in the soup kitchen. I would love to get back up doing, you know, the 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 things that that can make an impact Um on those around me or, or just the world around me in general, but I got to raise these kids right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know like Van has been with me to the soup kitchen. He, he knows that, that you got to do things. You, you, know, you got, you got to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, thinking about that, it's, you know, I'm realizing, well, I'm maybe I'm not doing my part. And yeah. you kind of, you know, you got me got me thinking about that right now so i mean it's i'm not trying to guilt you in no, anything, but i think no you know. guilt, but seriously though that's the beauty of it all there is no guilt yeah in it. i know like i i and it's it's a wonderful thing mm-hmm. not to feel guilt anymore it's yeah. it's a wonderful thing not to feel like god charlton heston's <laughs> up there looking down at me yeah. going up ah, you know i'm watching yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I def I definitely feel lighter as well. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I wanna I wanna kind of you know. I wanna end on some funny things. So, you know, what's the weirdest or funniest thing you can remember from church? It could be more than one. Absolutely, the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing that I have experienced, and. I, I don't know how long this this lasted, and it may still be around for all I know. But laughing in the spirit. <laughs> I don't know. No, you got to explain. No, this would be. Let's see. When? What years was this? This was, and this was local. This was local. I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no church names. But this was local. There was some laughing in the spirit. I, I mean, and and when I say laughing, I mean absolute hysterical laughing in the spirit. And I just remember. Just being there thinking, where am I? Now, this was not my home church. This was not the church that I went to. This was just friends' church, you know, different friends, different people that I had met. And, you know, me and a couple friends would jump around and check them out. And and I just remember, like, even going to, like, a a young young person. I I wouldn't say youth group because it was post-high school, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it was a youth function, a young, young adult function and, and feeling this pressure to, to laugh in the spirit. And, 
you know, me just being like, I've seen it all, but this takes the cake. And when I say laughing in the spirit, I mean rolling around on the ground laughing in the spirit. It is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, bar none. Speaking in tongues is up there with it, but when, like, laughing just took it. It absolutely took it for me. And y'all Google that. YouTube YouTube some uh, laughing in the spirit. See what you can find. I'm, I'm going to do it tonight. I can't wait to show my son. So you basically just just you just have to to laugh. It's this is this is abs- This is when the when the same as if you were, were were you praying over each other in tongues. No. Gro- okay. So praying over each other in tongues, um, being slain in the spirit. Nope. What Man, is that? Um, that is actually being it, it's. Uh, <coughs> have you ever seen Benny Hinn pray yeah. over somebody and then throw them on the ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they yeah, like yeah. to call that being slain in the spirit. Granted, uh, you were just thrown on the ground, but. Nonetheless, it's 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 mm-hmm. kind of that idea of of the spirit, the Holy Spirit overtakes you yeah. and you pass out. Um, <laughs> and this was the joy of the Lord overtakes you and you laugh un- uncontrollably. Um, <laughs> weird stuff, man. Weird stuff. Uh, Blew my mind. <laughs> man, see, and here's the thing: I feel like the things that are weird for me are not as as to me not as weird as that but i'm just gonna <laughs> what was it what, well what was the weirdest thing i have i have like a top five things that were just weird to experience um two of them are kind of the same thing it was it was the songs that people chose to sing at church so <laughs> both of these times i walked out of church um the first was when um this guy was singing uh, creed can you take me higher at church really good reason to walk out of church right there um and i just remember this guy and this guy actually sang these two songs um, two different times they were years apart but anyway so he's singing creed and he had long blonde hair and, and people were like just yes yes just like going at it and i was like no i gotta go and then the second time which this the second time was years later and i was uh i was actually a a teen that we call them teen workers and okay. so i was like under the youth pastor and so <laughs> this guy this guy they were doing like it was like a homecoming service they had been a church for two years it was after the fall after the letter okay. but uh <laughs> he started singing i'm coming home by daughtry it was the same guy and i remember <laughs> i remember putting my head down and i just i was like shaking trying to control laughter because i'm you know i'm a teen worker and i gotta keep the kid you know I, i've got to be an example right. and i just couldn't and i could hear the kids giggling too and i had to walk out because i was like it's it's fucking daughtry oh my god That's, that reminds me it reminds me of, of actually one of my 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 post church church visits yeah. to another local church and i it may have been easter yeah. and seeing like the stage goes dark and the lights raise up and there's actual like like what's called smoke coming up off the stage and a guy walks out with a very large mullet a black leather trench coat stop and, and it. sings i don't remember what he sang but it was so bombastic seeing this dude who kind of looked like robocop with with i mean sunglasses and everything yeah. with a mullet and the the theatrics that went into this and I wish I knew what the song was because 
creed would work perfect their oh, daughtry yeah. would have worked uh, perfect there. most definitely <laughs> man i wish i knew what the song was though yeah um yeah <laughs> and i never went back that yeah. was the last time i ever went there <laughs> but i i just remember i could not i couldn't take it and and you know side note when i used to work at i i sold coffee for this company and we would market to churches or whatever and I had to go to all these Christian music festivals. The big yeah. joke for me that I would do is I was always asked, when's Creed playing? <laughs> and these none of the kids, they were so like pure hearted about everything that they just were like, Oh man, if there's like if you go over there, there's a big wall and it tells you where the music was played and nobody like got the joke. But anyway, um another thing that was weird, and this is kinda how because I told you how the in my last our last talk that our church was on like cult watch and we yes. had abc yeah so I was gonna la- I, i've been wondering i've been wondering but i didn't i didn't want to spoil anything no, so that's i kept fine. my mouth shut yeah so uh one we were having a, a congregational service and i think it was it was probably oh it was the, it was the it was the um the service where they were going to address the letter and um i was an usher at the time and um i remember we had we had to have a special meeting and they had said someone had heard that someone was going to sneak in a briefcase or a bag that had a camera in it and they were going to record this whole thing and put it on the news and i remember having to walk up and down (laughs) up and down the aisles to try to find major player in (laughs) in the church man i mean you all positions yeah, yeah. I, it's wild it's yeah. crazy your commitment man i love it yeah um but it was so weird to like it, it was so weird to have to look for that and i was like where am i right now like what am i supposed to look at what if and i kept thinking what if this person has a gun i was like oh my god like i'm not gonna stop a guy with a uh, gun uh, uh. like um yeah no like Sorry, you're making me laugh about like I was in all facets of the church. Dude. I mean, but the reason I was in I love I, it. Yeah, love it, man. I mean, I, we, well, I mean, it, it kind of it it's 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 I understand like your your heart and where it is now. Yeah, and and that's mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, Thanks. The the commitment yeah. side, and it was and and but see the problem was it was never a lot of the commitment was because I felt like I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't except for working with kids. Working with kids is the only thing that I was like no because the only thing that saved me really besides my friends um was the help of older dudes. Right. that came at these very integral points in my life that to sh- to kind of help sort of show me that I had worth, um show me that I mattered and um just kind of there was no agenda because that was one thing that our church was always an agenda. It didn't matter what you were doing. If you're right. going to the, uh, the six flags or you call it Bush gardens or wherever right. you were going there, but you, you know, you might want to try to invite some, someone to church. Some tracks, or, yeah. Yeah. In your pocket the whole time. Yeah. And so like, but these guys, you know, there was, there's integral moments in my life that could have gone different ways. But, but, and so that's why I've always, that's why I work with kids now. And that's why I, that was the only thing that I was like, I need to do this. Yeah. But that service was just because I felt like I had to. The only time people Matt, people paid attention to me at church was the first day I wore a suit to church. 
once I wore a suit to church, people were like, hey, how you doing? Oh, man, you want to do this? Try this. Or, yeah, you want to be an usher? Be an usher. And then I was like, oh, okay. And that's when it, that's in my head. But in my head, it was like, oh, okay. I got to look like this to matter. So, you know. But anyway, but yeah, that was that was a weird thing, and then you know it was all the masturbation groups that I had yeah. to sit in and talk about, which is just wild. <laughs> yeah, again, uh, it, it it's just not what I experienced. Yes, there was you know the the topic was brought up, uh-huh. but actual. <laughs> I want to call them circle jerks, but that's not right. That's no, <laughs> not right. Yeah, and you know, and it, it just was like, because I think someone told me one time that it started because it was spilling your seed, and back in the Hebrew days, you know, you didn't want to do that. I don't know, and, and no one could ever mention, you know, tell me. But just sitting there around a bunch of dudes that are your age, and yeah, I jerked off to this, or I jerked it to this, and you're just having, it. yeah, man, and you can do it, you can do it. Um, and you know that the group that led me to the one where the guy literally said that masturbation was gay sex, and that right. was the we- That's by far the weirdest yeah. thing for me because all that did was like confuse the hell out that's of very, me. That's very confusing. Because because I'm like, but I'm not. I, I don't think I am. But wait, but I'm doing this, and yeah. but it is. I'm pleasing a man. Yeah. And then you start reaching, and it just it just messed with your head. Yeah. So that was some of the weirdest. I'm glad I never heard that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. You know. <laughs> so if there's one last thing, like I don't know, like what's with like what you've taken, where do you move forward? Like how do you? I don't know. Like, do you take church with you, or do you take the religion with you? Like, if there's like the last, I, I the last wonder, thing to share. I always wonder if I will find myself um in church again um mm-hmm. i'm object to the idea I, I i i don't see it necessarily mm-hmm. but you know i always kind of um imagine this this t- you know a drug addict needs a rock bottom mm-hmm. type thing i always like kind of imagine this scenario where all I have left is like to, to crawl back to church, which is totally, uh, absolutely um, the, the kind of one of the things that, that we're, we're programmed, mm-hmm. you know, is how much we need the church. And that, that a lot of that hasn't left. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I personally don't want my life to ever, um, go that way I, I i don't see a place for me except for just arguing with people all the mm-hmm. time um and you know making sure that i've i've got you know all of my lgbtq friends back and mm-hmm. or psc you know all, all of my, my black friends and, and all of my people of color you know mm-hmm. making making sure that I, I if i if i was ever i almost fantasize you know being at at a church and and just fighting mm-hmm. with all of the the ignorance and stuff um but i, I just i don't know I, I certainly would love to see myself in, in more service to others um but i i don't ever think that it's where i'm gonna be 
again. I just don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that there's a lot for people that just church has a lot you know, to offer people. Mm-hmm. I think that some people may need it. And, and I think that, you know, a, a friend of mine tell me one time, um, well, you know, you can talk shit on that church all you want to, me being the shit talker. Um, but that church feeds more people in one week than I ever will in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And this, this is a person who is, you know, absolutely has no uh, tie to re- religion, uh, Christianity spirituality in any way shape or form like they they're done with it and but yet they were the ones that was was kind of like putting some things in perspective so i think that there's 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 a good place for it but i don't see it in my life Mm -hmm. Uh, again maybe i'm wrong i can't tell the future yeah you know and, and you know for me i think uh i don't know if if church will be a part of my life either i know that I crave community. I crave like a place to come and like have discourse and like conversations and helping others and, and just a sense of like people to lean on. Um, and, and if you have questions, you know, going to there and and trying to find the answers together. Um, I just don't know if it has to be a church. You know, I think, what I went through was hard and, and, you know, we kind of, I mean, we could go for another two hours to talk about all the, the stuff that it's done. But I think, you know, I look back and, and there's a lot of crap, but there's a lot of things that led me to where I am now because of it. Yeah. You know, and, and I can't knock that. And, and, and I think, um, it would take a lot for me to go back to a church because even I remember when I was, I had to go to the, to the church to a church for my dad's uh you know ceremony and i remember i didn't feel safe there and i i mean every church i walk into i don't feel safe and 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 i think i would have to feel that in order to go to a church again but but if there's one thing i I mean there's it gave me faith it gave me purpose it helped show me my purpose and yeah it was weird and crappy but i can only you know, I, I guess thank it. Yeah, it's grateful strangely, for it. Strangely, yeah. I, I'm strangely, grateful. I'm, there's a lot to be grateful for. There is. Yeah, because you know, I think. Yeah. Hindsight, I wouldn't have done things the same. Maybe I would have. I don't know, but but I drank the Kool Aid, and for a while, it tasted good. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, I just I I would hope that my my hope for church and for people is that it can continue evolving because I think, you know, life is a big conversation, you know, and it's constantly changing and constant. We're being hit with new things and new ideas and new ways of looking at the world. And I think if, if for Christianity, I mean, we have to embrace that. We can't resist it. You know, we had, you know, cause and when the Bible was written, you know, it's like, were there people that were trans, you know? Right. But I think if there's one thing that, I've learned from from church specifically Jesus that all people matter and so then that person matters and we got to figure out a way to fit it and, in. And the, and that's, you know that is that's absolutely one of my my biggest issues because it's it, it's it's very hard mm-hmm. for for churches for Christians to to deal with these things. Mm-hmm. 
and and you're absolutely right but we we also have to look at you know humanity in general mm-hmm. needs to evolve yeah and understand and and put away the the folklore mm-hmm. and the the programming that that we have had culturally and and socially mm-hmm. I, I mean it, racism isn't over mm-hmm. homophobia is far from over so it's a church is just a part which you you want to think of the church as being the 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 people that are changing the world and leading mm-hmm. but you know church has always been a little bit behind society yeah so it's it's a long road mm-hmm. I, I think i think it's hopeful but i i think right now it's it's kind of a long shot yeah. you know just me personally mm-hmm. you know it it feels hopeless sometimes but yeah yeah but it's all it's evolving yeah. and there's hope that it'll evolve yeah. for the good yeah you know? definitely um, i agree but yeah, you know, I think if there's one thing I think I want my son, you know, I think he'll know that there's a God, what that God looks like. I don't know, you know, and I want him to have a faith and stuff, but I don't necessarily feel like we need to find a church. A church can right. be whatever it needs to be. And that's, that's kind of, you know, I I feel that way too. Like, I don't know. I, and it, it sounds kind of stupid, but, you know, I kind of joked with my mom recently that I, you know, I have church every Sunday when I band practice. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, she, I don't think she thought it was funny, but I mean, kind of to an extent, like there, there is that, that, you know, I, I guess that's my praise and worship. Yeah. You if, know. Yeah. If people are together, break, you know, breaking bread, sharing a meal, talking, loving. I agree. Then that can be church. And, and even if it's just your, your, your husband and wife and, and, mm-hmm. and, your, your children if it's just your family unit mm-hmm. you know i just i i'm sorry that's what's most important to me yeah you know from a church perspective it's my wife and and my kids and yeah. that's like i would much rather be in one accord with them on sunday morning and mm-hmm. and uh, actually spend that family time with them you know, as opposed to this rushing to to meet all these expectations and put on your you know, Sunday's best and get out the door and oh my God, you know that just the just thinking about that gives me anxiety. You know, the just the the whole act mm-hmm. of getting myself out the door to go to church. Yeah. You know, I can get to work on time every single day, but for some reason, just the idea of like trying to get out the door and do that. Yeah. Well, you know. I like church with bacon and eggs and coffee <laughs> with my boo. You should start your own then. Well, I, I did. It's with my boo. <laughs> with your boo. And my babies. Yeah. Um, I know I'm about to, to take a walk on the beach with my boo and my baby, so that sounds like church to me. Yes, um, sir. But thanks for spending these last couple of hours with me yeah. talking about this. It, it was a wild ride sharing stuff, and uh, I think it was good. There was some truth and honesty in what we talked about, and I think people will, people will get something out of it. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, this man, it's cool. It's very cool. Very yeah. appreciated. Yeah. For real. And as always, go forth and be awesome. <laughs>